Today, our guest in the podcast, Kristen Stewart, talks about her new movie with Woody Allen, Cafe Society. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. This is Christopher John Farley, a senior editor with The Wall Street Journal. Today, my guest is Kristen Stewart. She's the star of the new movie, Cafe Society. Hey, Kristen, thanks for talking to The Wall Street Journal. Oh, of course not. No, no. Hey, one thing I always wonder when people work with Woody Allen is what does he specifically do working with actors that sort of raises their game? Are there techniques you saw him employ as a director that kind of sparked in you the thought that maybe you want to use that if, if you ever direct a film? Um, it's funny. He's not, he's not an overt uh, a director by means of control. You know, like, he never tells you what to do. Um, I, I like the idea... I, I've been wanting to make movies since I was nine years old, and I, I definitely have one thing in common with him when it comes to uh, allowing somebody to own their role. Like, once you choose someone, they truly sort of become that person, and any question they may have um, usually is, like, just it's better to ask yourself. I knew if I was ever like, hey, what do you, what do you think about this, that it would be he would just want me to ask myself the question and think about it and feel it and do it. He wrote it. I think his the main... Um, I feel like his his main effort is put into the writing, and then he's just like, okay, go for it. And also, he's not precious about that, which was surprising because his his movies also have that vocabulary and rhythm and uh, like tone. They, his movies feel like Woody Allen movies, and uh, he he somehow achieves that not by like saying anything to anyone. Like we, everyone is kind of like falling in line and wondering if it's all working and kind of questioning themselves the whole time. So it's like. It's an interesting way to work. It keeps it, like, sort of casual. Um, yeah. So, like, when moments pop up that are poignant, it actually is, like, really heavy hitting because we've all been sort of, like, breezing by things that are usually in films, like, supposed to matter and be dramatic. Of course, Cafe Society is sort of a romantic comedy drama. It co-stars Jesse Eisenberg. You play Vani, who is his movie studio secretary, and Eisenberg's character kind of falls in love with you. And this is one scene that's very romantic. You're over his apartment. The lights go out because of a power outage. Uh, you two begin to connect, and we see you in silhouette. For a scene like that, can you walk me through what the atmosphere was like, what was said between the director and you, how you set the mood for that scene? Um, we, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember. I, um, I was nervous about that because, you know, her introduction, like you immediately have to feel invited into her energy. The only way the story really works and like that these characters don't fall into these like sort of holes of and like these voids of like regret and like, you know, over analysis is because she doesn't really allow for that. It's immediately just like fresh-faced, hello, have a good time. If you're not, honestly, like then look at something else. Um, there was just something like, captivating about her in the script and um and i have a like a slightly heavier energy than that like i just i think more than her i guess um and she's like she's very intuitive and kind of confident and um i don't know it was it was just uh it was kind of how you approach anything um i was just trying to like service that and um the light was quite hot uh you know we it takes place uh, late 1930s, like old school Hollywood, and then conversely, New York City, and they lit the sets completely differently. When we were in Hollywood, quote unquote, we were like 
lit by the sun, but like not in reality. Like they were literally beaming these hot, hot, hot lights at us. Um, so you did kind of feel this like glowy kind of like suspended reality thing, which was cool. Now you mentioned that Cafe Society is set in 1930s Hollywood, kind of with the so-called golden age of Hollywood. Are you a student of that period? Are you someone that sort of is nostalgic for the movies and the stars that represented that time? Because you're seen as such a representative of sort of the new wave in Hollywood. I'm wondering if you, you think about the old days at all and have a fondness for them. Um, no, I mean, yeah, if I'm being honest, no, uh, not at all. I, I am not totally well-versed in, in um, like, the, the classics, uh, like when film first started to actually become that, that thing that you're talking about. Um, I like, I like, like, Cinema Verte and weird indie movies from the 70s, and Cassavetes is my favorite, and I want to feel, like, as close to something as possible, not, I don't want to play into fantasy, you know? Like, I, I, um, I do definitely prefer uh, a less glossy um, situation. Yeah, and it reminds me, when I see a lot of the films you've made, the choices you've made recently, you know, films like Clouds of Sils Maria, a really interesting, enigmatic film, a film that won you uh, major awards in France. This is our award, the first American woman to win that. Um, when you when a script cr- crosses your desk, but what attracts you to it? What about uh, a movie makes you decide this is something that I want to sign on to? I want to devote a year or two of my life to making. Mm. Um, it's usually like a kind of it's it's difficult to like define specifically because it's it's um it's easy to get stirred up by material and um, have an emotional response to it, and the hard part is figuring out why you've had this emotional response. So anytime I put a script down and I haven't gotten what I wanted out of it and, I'm, and I can't stop thinking about it and I, and I feel as though there's just a reason that I should be exploring that and, like, the, the read wasn't enough, I know it's, like, I, if it irks me, you know, like, if it just gets in there, um, there's really no way to, like, say, I like good movies. <laughs> I like movies that seem real. I like movies that... Um, uh, that are whole, you know, movies that aren't like just trying to like, I mean, I definitely am down to be uh, entertained. I like love big movies too. Like it's not just like gritty little weird, like meditations on things, but at the same time, like they have to, they just have to say something. They just have to, they, honestly, they just have to be moving in any way. I, I just want to be, you know, moved. And obviously like that, that's my goal for other people too. Now, of course, you're an established actress. You, you know, you had the blockbuster Twilight films years ago. Uh, but for this film, you auditioned for it. What made you decide this was something you wanted to, it was worth you auditioning for? And what was that audition process like with Woody Allen? Um, I auditioned for this before I read the script. And uh, it's just something I had to do because it was a challenge. I uh, I told them straight up that I, there was no way that I could commit to the project before I read the script. And typically he casts and then provides the script. And I was like, I, I can't do that. Like the responsibility, if I'm, t- I need to be able to tell you I can do it. And I can't tell you I can do it if I don't know what it is. Um, so I went, I read a couple scenes. Apparently it went well because I was allowed to read the script. And uh, uh, I was so nervous because um, it's really not, that's, I haven't, 
I haven't it, it's a, for things to go down in that order is is bizarre. It's like really not typical. Uh, but I had to because I, you know, I couldn't I couldn't say no. I straight up actually I like couldn't just couldn't say no to uh, maybe getting the chance to make a Woody Allen movie. Do you have any favorite Woody Allen films? Because before we did this interview, I was sort of sitting down and trying to come up with some of my own favorites. And the list just became too long. I mean, Annie Hall, Manhattan, Mighty Aphrodite, Blue Jasmine, Another Woman, Hannah and Her Sisters, mm-hmm. um, Husbands and Wives, Broadway, Danny Rose. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Do you have a couple that stand out to you that you really love? Yeah. I mean, I haven't even, I haven't even seen all of those ones that you just mentioned. What? Um, uh, not all of them. I know I've seen, I've seen a lot of them, but like every single one, though. Um, he's, he's made so many movies. It's crazy. Uh, it's like one a year for what, like, like so many, so many years. Um, a lot of them are short, though, so you can probably knock these off in a weekend if you ever have a free weekend. Just watch them all. <laughs> right. I really, 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 really love Annie Hall. I know it sounds like just kind of the most obvious uh, answer, but um, it's fantastic. It's so good. I watch it on planes when there's like when I've seen everything else. Um, also, I, I love Blue Jasmine because it doesn't feel like him necessarily, like the way that I'm used to. I just thought that she was so staggeringly, crazily good in that movie. Like, I, uh, it's impressive to see like how varied his stuff can be, even though you know he has that particular Woody Allen thing that you can feel. Uh, I just I loved how different Blue Jasmine was, Isn't and that... how dark it was like really, <laughs> really dismal. Now you got a lot of attention recently. I think you were even trending for this comment you made about James Bond, how you would like to play a female James Bond, and. Can you tell me a bit about that? I mean, there's been a lot of talk recently about remaking um, male characters with female a female cast. I mean, Ghostbusters is opening soon with an all-female Ghostbusters crew. Uh, do you think you'd like to see more of that? And could you actually see yourself playing James Bond? Um, yeah, I mean, we were, like, doing a silly interview, and they were asking Nick about James Bond, and I was like, I'd do it. And then actually, you know, it, it, I mean, it actually is kind of a cool idea. Um but yeah, of course, I love I love the idea that uh, if, if 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 in in anything that's like this old, you know, like we've been making movies for a long time, um, it's going to take a long time for things to you know fully step out of like um, or, to, or for things to fully equalize, you know, for for things to balance and like completely level out. Uh, so like, damn right, I would love to play James Bond. <laughs> um, yeah, and there, I mean that's like. A, like only positive for uh, women. I just hate the women conversation because it's immediately alienating. And I'm like, oh, I'm just a person. Blah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, uh, but at the same time, it behooves me to have the conversation and I completely acknowledge its worth. But it's like, oh, God, the girl combo. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just trying, you know, what? everyone's just trying to make the art, dude. Um, it'd be awesome if that wasn't something that needed to be focused on, but it totally does. And I see that, but it's a bum bum. Well, the movie is Cafe Society. The star is Kristen Stewart. Kristen, thanks a lot for talking to the Wall Street Journal. Oh, no, man, thanks for having me. Great. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.